Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And this is going to be Unsettling. Deeply. smells like fish it does it's a hot fish bake in here <laughs> you can open your window if you want oh no it's okay because then the fast cars seem to drive by you get a fast yes, car i got a ticket to one way we, we have, have abby back for hey guys for a short time only she's just eating a salad with she came over here it. with salmon <laughs> i'm jealous actually and she's gonna hear a, a real good story today a zinger about a treasure hunt. She also is in charge of creepy door sounds. Yeah. There it is. There you go. So, I don't know what that sounds oh, like on your end, but but it was creepy over here. We're getting freaked out. Oh, wow. Look at that one. That plant is so fucking dead. Don't you ever talk about Vlad again. Well. That's an atrocity. I don't want to. I'm not ready for this conversation. Th- okay. This one is like idyllically dead. That. I just kind of let him go, you know. It was cold up here, and I was like, we're going to let you go. Girlie, that did not happen in the winter. That's like three years of neglect. I haven't even lived here for three years. Something's been going on. Back to treasure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So have you guys ever fantasized about finding hidden treasure before? Um, You know, not really, surprisingly. I don't really like boats, and I feel like the good start to getting treasure is boats. What do you mean you don't like boats? I don't really like, I don't like the ocean. So a boat is on the ocean. I feel like, okay. Well, I come from a family of boats. God. Well, I, <laughs> Abby, have you ever fantasized about finding treasure? You definitely have, I feel like. Big geocacher. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're an insomniac. So you can just like in the middle of the night go look for treasure. Exactly. I also really like my sleep. I also. I always wanted um a metal detector. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eric has a uh, magnet fisher. And we live on a lake, so, like, he can magnet fish. I knew that Abby would want to treasure hunt, because we probably have tried, and we just probably found... <laughs> probably found just, like, shit, me and Lindsay just buried like, in the backyard. Yeah, like, bottle caps and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, not everyone, clearly. <laughs> but I have imagined stumbling across something sweet in the woods, because I spent some time there sometimes. And opening it and finding just something, you know? Mm-hmm. But the closest thing to hidden treasure I found is when a bag of weed washed up on the beach and then I smoked it later. You it smoked was dry. it? Yeah, it was dry. You know, you are a fascinating creature. I would do it today. You no know, problem. You are so reckless and also so careful at the same time. That's not... Okay. Well, I mean, it's just weed, you know. If they were going to put the hard stuff in it, why would they waste? Why would they not want to see... You know, I don't know. Why would they waste it? Put it in the seat. Well, I don't. I don't think anyone intentionally like. Yeah, I think they probably <laughs> lost it on some sort of. So they laced their own bot. Yeah, I don't know about that, but What's it that was called? fine. A woo banger? That's not a woo banger. That's when you put like cocaine in a yeah. blunt or something. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> there could be I worse mean... things, I guess. <laughs> but then, <laughs> sorry, your treasure. 
Back to your treasure. <laughs> but there's hidden treasure on this earth that's much more valuable than shitty weed washing up on the Jersey Shore. And like, it was on the Jersey Shore? Yeah. I thought it was Hawaii. No. Oh. And there are hundreds of thousands of treasure hunters who've dedicated their lives to the pursuit of finding such treasures. Okay. This week, I'm going to tell you about one of them. Hell yeah. And this is the story of Forrest Fenn's hidden treasure. And it's one hell of a ride. So buckle in. Buckle. Get your salmon in there. <laughs> Make sure your salmon is clearly fastened. Make sure it's fastened. Tray tables up. So Forrest Fenn was a retired art dealer who lived by Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. He was born in 1930, and he was a businessman as well as a veteran in the Air Force. And he retired with more money than God himself and had many pieces of art and relics that were really valuable. So he was super eccentric. He kind of reminds me of, like, Abby's dad if he was, like, had a lot of money, you know? Okay. Um... And he had a wild imagination, was definitely in love with being alive and exploring his favorite places. This sounds a lot like you. So when he, I don't know. So when he was young, the Texas native would take, he, so he was born in Texas, he would take frequent trips to Yellowstone. He said it took him like 45 hours in a car or something, because it was like 5,000 years ago that he, because he was born in 1930, <laughs> you know? He had to keep gassing up the car. Yeah. So his favorite was Yellowstone, and it was his favorite destination because he used to go there when he was a kid. And he loved fishing, hiking, and exploring the wilderness with his brother Skippy. Oh, Skip. So Fenn went on to become a highly decorated Air Force pilot where he flew 328 missions and was shot down two times. Dang. Right? And that was like in not a long span of time either. I think it said in like a year he flew 328 missions. I was like, okay. And while he was in the Air Force, he would accompany archaeologists on their digs in faraway lands in his downtime. Just, you know, as a hobby. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when he would begin to collect his treasures, starting with sculptures, and he would cast them in bronze and sell or trade pieces. So Fenn loved to collect ancient artifacts and believed that they should be appreciated now and marveled at instead of being perfectly preserved for later. Okay. Um, yes. So he, like, let people touch his stuff and everything. Hmm. It was fine with it. So Fenn met his wife Peggy in high school, and they would go on to run an, artif- an art and artifact gallery. And they hit, he had a partner named Rex Arrowsmith. <laughs> Stop. That doesn't <laughs> even sound right. Uh, <laughs> it's a perfect name. Ben Skip and Rex. For a relic collector. So this was in Santa Fe after he retired from the Air Force. Okay. And his gallery would feature paintings, Indian artifacts, and more, or Native American artifacts, maybe is a better way. Mm-hmm. His partner retired from the business just a year after opening the gallery, but Fenn would continue to deal art and host famous people like Cher and Steven Spielberg. Cher. Yeah. And even former presidents in his guest house. And his gallery was reported to grow $6 million a year. Oh, my God. And he had some incredibly rare artifacts, including a mummified falcon from King Tut's tomb. Whoa. So while Fenn and his wife struggled to get by early in life with their two kids, they made um, Fenn had made the family more than a decent living by the time he sold his, out, his art gallery in 1988 after he had a bleak cancer diagnosis. So his art dealing career ended with him having a huge fortune. But his favorite part of his business was finding the pieces in the thrill of the chase, which is the title of Forrest Fenn's memoir. Oh. So Fenn thought that his time on Earth was coming to an end, so he decided to leave something behind as a legacy and an homage to his life. 
So inside the thrill of the chase lie a poem, which was the secret to finding hidden treasure that Fenn had hidden himself somewhere within the Rocky Mountains. Hmm. The poem had nine clues that would lead treasure seekers on a wild chase that would last for over a decade. So I'm going to read the poem to you guys now. Do we have to snap? I wish I had like a treasure hunter voice. As I have gone alone in there, and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where a hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it in the canyon down, not far, but too far to walk, put in below the home of brown. From there it's no place for the meek, the end is drawing ever nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down, your quest to seize, but tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answer I already know, I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good, your effort will be worth the cold. If you if you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Hmm. So the title part also implied that there would be a piece of paper in there, like, like so he could pay the taxes on it, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. 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 So, mind you, he was in his 80s when he hid this shit in the woods, right? Just scampering through the wilderness. Yeah. And he's hiding his chest full of gold nuggets, rare coins, jewelry, and gemstones in 2010. And the contents of the chest were estimated to be valued somewhere between $1 and $5 million. So it's hard to estimate how much it was because the price of gold fluctuates. Yeah. And also, they didn't they need to have it appraised. And Fenn made sure treasure hunters knew... All knew that they would need to find the treasure, that all they would need to find the treasure was a map and basic geographical knowledge. They don't need to be a freaking genius, all right? Okay. He said it wouldn't be in a dangerous location. And again, he was in his 80s when he hit the chest, so it's not anywhere fucking crazy. And as it turns out, Fem was not meant to die. So even though he had a grim prognosis, he was able to treat it and become cancer-free in just a few years after he was diagnosed. Oh, hell yeah. So he was fine. And he was able to see the hunt for his treasure unfold before his eyes. My laptop case just <laughs> flew off. So don't need that. So hundreds of thousands of people went on the hunt for the treasure. Okay. And forums popped up dedicated to the hunt, and it became so famous that people would begin to crowdsource information about the hunt to try and, like... Yeah, exactly. That's cool. And Fen would also drop subtle clues and hints here and there when it wasn't found for, like, a while. Really? Yeah. And other clues could be found in the memoir, kind of, but the poem was the true key to solving the mystery of where the gems and jewels lay hidden. People became obsessed with the idea that they could be the one to find it. And some people even moved their entire lives to states like Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico. Oh, because he didn't even give, like, a state. Yeah, it was, like, the Rockies. Yeah, he didn't even give a state. People knew it was the Rockies because they read his memoir and were like, okay, this is where he likes to go. Yeah. No, I think they're, like, farther than Colorado. They're everywhere. So they moved to be closer to the treasure. And a woman named Sasha Dot dedicated over 10,000 hours of research and made over 300 trips to look for the gold. Another woman named Katya estimated she spent over $75,000 and seven years of her life in the wow. pursuit. But a man named Randy Bilyeu would be the first of a few to make the ultimate sacrifice for the treasure. Hmm. His life. 
Randy Dumpe was so. So Randy's dog Leah was found alive near Aww. the Rio Grande River. I know in Mexico, but Randy's body wouldn't be found for six more months. Oh God. And then in 2017, Jeff Murphy fell from a cliff in Yellowstone looking for the treasure. We're still looking. A week later, Paris Wallace would drown in the Rio Grande River while trying to cross the deep ri- the deep water. So you don't cross a river, first of all. Um, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. I'm not trying to be like fuck. Yeah, but like that's all. That's pretty dangerous, I think. Generally, yeah. You don't really know how much water and how fast it's going. Yeah. So he was trying to cross. I don't know his experience level or anything. So then authorities asked Fen to call off the hunt after the tragedy, but he was like, "Nah, <laughs> nah." He's like, "I respectfully decline." And he did tell people that searching. He told the people searching to be more careful, and he made sure to reiterate that the treasure would not be in a dangerous location. Okay. And could certainly be found without anybody needing to go to the extreme of risking their lives. But there would be more deaths. Eric Ashby moved from Tennessee to Colorado to dedicate his life to the search, and he would drown in the Colorado River. Ugh. And the first thing to be found of him was his raft, and soon after, his body. Some years passed with no fatalities and no found gold, but Mike Sexton would be the next unfortunate soul to succumb to the elements. And we're talking like this is now very recent. Yeah, this was probably 2017 now or 18. So Mike and his friend went to, went on a search together, but they ran out of supplies and Mike died of hypothermia and his friend survived by drinking his own urine. Oh, God. Yeah. So Mike's body was recovered and moved off the mountain via airlift. And that would make five deaths total as a result of Fen's treasure hunt. But out of the hundreds of thousands of searchers, five deceased was certainly tragic, but statistically you're pretty unlikely to die looking for the treasure still, right? Okay. And the deaths inspired Fen to give more clues so the treasure could be found safely. Okay. So I took this quote from Fen from All Things Interesting, where he said, The treasure chest is not underwater, nor is it near the Rio Grande River. It is not necessary to move large rocks or climb up or down a steep precipice. It is not under a man-made object. He also reminded hunters that he was 80 years old when he hid the treasure, so the hiding spot would be a place that an elderly man could easily access. And some people will criticize Fenn for continuing the hunt, but he never claimed any responsibility for the fatalities, but he showed sympathy, kind of-ish. <laughs> I mean, that's really, like, that's on you. If you dedicate yeah. your life to looking for someone else's treasure, it's not the guy that hid the treasure. Yeah. It's yeah. not his fault. But some people kind of took it, you know, and like the family members, obviously. Uh, yeah. I, they're like in pain and they're like, what the fuck for this fucking billionaire eccentric man, right? So he also said, it is a tra- it is tragic that Randy was lost and I'm especially sorry for his two grown daughters. But later on, he did add that he didn't regret starting the hunt and added about Randy. Accidents can happen anywhere. Randy may have had a heart attack or otherwise become incapacitated. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, he's like a little tone deaf, but it's okay. And it's, I don't know if it's okay. It's okay to, to I don't know. Like he, He's also really old. He's fucking point. 80. Like he's he like done eight, having he, a filter. He was 80 when he hit it. He's so, so now done. He's almost 90. He's like, this is on you. Can you imagine asking my grandma any of this information? You would get such a garbage answer. Can you imagine? No. So I feel like he did his best considering. But Randy's wife didn't feel the same. She was, <laughs> yeah, she was pissed and said the treasure hunt was a hoax, which isn't the first time the claim had been made. And Randy's re- wife wrote an open letter to Fenn online and said she did mention how Fenn spent his own money for the search also. I saw okay. up to like a million dollars he spent. 
Really? Yeah. So I'm like, he didn't even have to do that either. Um, but then he withdrew. And I feel like it's really generous, right? Yeah. But Randy's wife was like, no. Well, she's upset. I get it. Yeah. She claimed Fem was heartless towards her and claimed he said, why do you want to find Randy? Just let him be. He died doing what he loved to do. You'll never find him. Maybe in a hundred years his bones will be found. So that's not the greatest thing to say to a grieving widow. Yeah, yeah. But again, he's like 90. And we don't know if he actually said that. Yeah. And if he really did say it, it's pretty tone deaf, but there's no concrete proof it was said. Yeah. And she tried to get Fen to give up where he hid the goods so she could find her husband, but he refused. He said that if he if he told her he would have to shoot her. And again, it's not. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. We're no. not sure he said it. But if he did, Okay. Um, I can empathize with his wife, but, like, what point do you take personal responsibility, like you said? Mm-hmm. Right? You're in a wilderness searching for treasure. Yeah. And anyone going in the wilderness needs to know their limits. And even the most responsible and prepared wilderness experts go missing all the time. Mm-hmm. We've written about them, right? Mm-hmm. Fen got so many emails and letters from hunters saying how much the treasure hunt had affected their lives in a positive way. And it really gave people hope when they had none left. Like some people okay. are like, I wanted to like commit suicide, but then this made me think there's things in the world like left purpose. purpose mm-hmm. Yeah. And thousands of people were inspired by his search. So while Fen did seriously consider calling it off, he believed it really did more good than harm for the world. And so the hunt continued. Okay. And three months after Mike Sexton's death on June 6, 2020, that's the last person that died. There was an announcement from Femme. The treasure had finally been found. Really? He wrote on the searcher blog for the, tr- the thrill of the chase. It was under a canopy of stars in the lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains and had not moved from the spot where I hid it more than 10 years ago. I do not know who the person who had found it, but the poem in my book led him to the precise spot. I congratulate the thousands of people who participated in the search and hope they will continue to be drawn by the promise of other discoveries. So the search is over. Look for more information and photos in the coming days. So the person who discovered it remained anonymous because he didn't want to. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's like winning the lottery at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows people are going to be fucking pissed. So the finder sent Fen a photo of the chest, but he remained tight lipped on the exact location of where it had been found. And days later, Ben posted a photo of himself with the chest because he brought it, like, right to him. They'd be like, hey. Like, oh, okay. You know. Like, I found it. Yeah. So we inspected the contents for the curious thousands of people who had been involved in the hunt for years. So finally, the founder of the chest allowed Fen to announce the chests had been found in Wyoming. In December of 2020, the same it year. It was Jeffree Star. <laughs> <laughs> yep. His yak You got it. it. <laughs> Sorry. The person who discovered the chest finally revealed themselves to Outside Magazine after lawsuits had been filed against Fen from hunters com- claiming the treasure was theirs and claiming that he moved it. Like, this kind of always happens with shit like this. Yeah. Right? Just people are salty. Yeah. So I don't think any of that's true either. And the finder's name was Jack Stoof. Stoof? I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> he was a 32-year-old medical student from Michigan. Okay. And his treasure hunt spanned over a decade long. So Fen's treasure hunt had spanned over a decade long before it was found. So Jack spent two years looking for it himself. So it okay. started in 2008. And just months later in September, Fen passed away at the age of 90 years old. He lived just long enough to see his treasure found, which I think is the perfect ending to this story. Oh, Yeah. That's cool. It was really cool. I honestly thought that this was going to tie up into that. Isn't there a show where it's like... No, no, it's definitely not. Um, uh, <laughs> not the Goonies. Um, 
it's like it's a show where someone's always looking for treasure and they never find it. Like that's the joke at this point. It's not like the Discovery Channel or I don't something. Know. Like Black Rock Island or something. Hmm. Oh, the curse of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something. The curse of something island. Yeah, that's where I thought this was going. No, this was real. I guess right. And yeah. we found island. yes. But how do we know there's no treasure there? We don't, but they just never seem to find it. Yeah, people like comically they never seem to find it. <laughs> there were like YouTube channels and stuff, like people looking for this. So if you were bored, you could do that. That's wild. That's yeah. cool though. It is cool. I think he really did hide it, didn't move it, and that was that. That's Man, what I he's think. ninety years old. He's not gonna go out there and move a chest of gold. And think how big and expansive the Rockies are in the first I'm telling place. you it was Jeffrey like, Starr. There's a lot of using freaking land. the surname of Jack Stoof. Doof. No, I saw his picture. It was not. The same it was not yet. Jefferson. No, believe it or not. <laughs> Did you have a comment, Ab? You said he had said that a bunch of people were in that location where it was. I mean, they were, but we still don't have the exact latitude oh, and longitude, okay. right? It'd be so cool to see how how close you were. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like if you walked right by it. Cool. Yeah, the last thing I saw was that we didn't have the exact, but it was in Wyoming in, um, in the Rockies. Wyoming's huge, so... And there's, like, nothing there, you know? Just Jeffree Star and the Axe. It's really just a needle in the haystack, and people don't realize how much land there is and space to cover, and even if it was just sitting right there, you still could not find it for a while. Yeah. Well, especially because they get, like, snow, like, weather alone. Yeah. Yeah. But it was... Yeah, they found it. That's cool. Yeah. I like Good doing job, that one. Good job, Jack Stoof. Good job, Jack Stoof. Stoof. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.